You're listening to the Frollo Podcast. I'm Zoe, the founder of Frollo, a social networking app and community for single parents that's launching soon. On the Frollo Podcast series, I will be talking to single parents, or Frollos, about their stories and experiences. I will also be chatting to a range of experts who will be able to share valuable guidance related to single parent life. Today, I am joined by a singing, cooking, traveling, dreaming American mama in London, Bethy Hungerford, otherwise known as The Hunger Mama on Instagram. Bethy has a food-related podcast called Friends with Recipes and is releasing a book of Hunger Pot Recipes soon. Bethy has two kids and has recently separated from her husband. Bethy, thank you for agreeing to be here today on the Frollo podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you in person too. And uh, as I said, I've been following you for a while and you're clearly a woman of many talents. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way to say it. (laughs) Well, you are. Oh my God. You you seem like one of these people that's just good at everything. I I just have to do a lot of different things to get by. So I... (laughs) I feel like I'm constantly like, you know, do they say blagging it here? Yeah, yeah blagging it. Yeah. That's a UK term that yeah. makes me nervous to use, but I've just used it. Um, so I do a lot of blagging where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Sure. I can. Oh, sure. I'll write a recipe book. I can totally no, do that. No, <laughs> I, I, I think you're, you're underselling yourself. No, oh, you're, you're sweet. But so to give anyone who d- doesn't know you a bit of background, can you, yeah, tell us a bit about you? Yeah. Uh, I'm American, clearly, from my accent. Um, I moved to the UK eight years ago now, and I'm now a British citizen, which is weird still. Um, I uh, am a trained singer. I also have a degree in social work, which I never really mentioned because I don't use it. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Um, I always thought I would just sing on the side, and then my singing really took off, and then I started singing full-time, and then we moved here with a three-month-old baby. Wow. uh, Charlotte, who's now eight, and um, I just couldn't get my foot in the door singing here, so then I kind of started doing all sorts of other things and eventually— ended up blogging and have kind of stayed there. And what about your your food? You're obviously a total foodie. <laughs> I just love to eat. So people ask me, they'll say, you know, oh, are you a chef or what's your training? And I'm like, nothing. No, <laughs> I just love food and yeah. I love to eat. And when I became a mom and took over the cooking duties, um, I just got a bit obsessive about meal planning because I, it would come to five o'clock and I'd be like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to go to the store. And yeah. I don't. So I started meal planning, and that's what my blog was initially. It was mostly just meal planning, and then I started posting my really lazy versions of these really great recipes. Um, and then, yeah, it's just kind of the the cookbook has followed from that basically my hunger pots they want a book of hunger pots yeah and when i went into the publisher i was like i could do this i could do that i could write a book on this they're like no no we want your super lazy pretty much embarrassingly easy recipes that you do um <laughs> so basically you put everything in one pot and you stir it as it cooks yeah. and it literally couldn't be easier and it's slightly embarrassing because oh, it's so easy. I am but that's what my cookbook is. I am 
honestly so excited for your cookbook. I <laughs> cannot tell you how much I need this cookbook in my life. Good. Like I am a complete disaster. Oh no. Um, I love food. I adore cooking. But in order to kind of do a good job at cooking, I like need an entire day. I need to kind yeah. of go to like, you know, a good butcher than another place and then yeah. I need not to have a toddler running around yeah. trying to kind of pull out of me while I'm doing it. Yeah. No, this is like I do these recipes for um babysitters who are coming over and because it literally could not be easier to make a homemade meal. Yeah. Um and so it's just it's just easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I really relate to that thing of like five o'clock going, ah oh, no, what will I do? And yeah. then I feel like crap because it's like, oh, no, I'm doing it again, doing like yeah. the cheat version or it's cheesy pasta again or, yeah, you know. That's just a stress I, I've yeah. just cut out and I just meal plan. Okay, I need to, I really, <laughs> any tips on meal planning? Uh, just do it. <laughs> how do you, like, do you, like, set aside time on a Sunday or what? Yeah. how do you go about so, it? So, I mean, now that I'm a single mom, things are a bit more kind of a, a free-for-all in terms of, like, I've only been on my own for like three months, yeah. So I've not been quite as good as I was before because I had another adult to feed, yeah. And we had no pair. We've had no pair for the last like three years, I think, two years. Um, so there was always at least one other adult to feed, yeah. Usually two other adults to feed. So I felt that pressure of I need to do a proper meal, yeah. Um, that was that was I definitely felt that pressure. And, like, when it's just me on my own eating at home, I am really embarrassed, but I'm going to admit this. I eat a lot of crap food, like a lot of frozen pizzas. Yeah. Because pizza is my comfort food. Yeah. Like, Mexican food is my comfort food, but because I can't get that here, it's pizza. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to do that to my kids. So a lot of hunger pots. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're easy. Yeah. I guess my biggest tip is don't make it hard. Like, don't plan hard meals. Yeah. You can plan something easy that's delicious and, you know, like a frittata is not hard to do. But if you make sure you have the courgette and you have the tomatoes and you have the feta cheese or whatever it is, then it just all of a sudden becomes way easier. Because you're ready and you're prepared and you know what you're going to make. Exactly. And when, and it's such a good feeling when you're, when you have it, organized when you do the shop when you know what you're it just takes so much energy and headspace and stress out of it yeah so I just cut that annoying bit out yeah (laughs) and when is your book out so the book well it's due in a month okay which is slightly terrifying uh, and then it comes out a year from now. A year from now. Can you just please crazy. make it sooner? I, don't I know. know. How am I going to cope? 2020, spring 2020 is when, okay. it, when it comes out. It'll be published through HarperCollins, Fab. which is very exciting. Very exciting. Um, yeah, but it's due, in, it's due in a month, and then we shoot all of the pictures in July. Okay, that will be fun. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. There's this really amazing photographer who lives in my neighborhood called Charlotte Blaine. And, hi, Charlotte. Um, and she, when I was in the meeting, they were like, oh, you know, we have this photographer in mind for this project. And she actually lives in your neighborhood. I was like, wait, my friend Charlotte? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's lovely to yeah. have your friend involved. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be really fun. And um, so a few Frollo sent in questions, actually. And one oh, of them great. for you was about fussy eaters, yeah. which is such a thing for me as well, because my son, Billy, 
Oh, God, it's it's a disaster. Like, he will not eat anything that resembles a vegetable. Mm -hmm. It almost has to be a white carb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So any tips? This is, like, the most common question I get. So, I I see a dermatologist, um, Dr. Maioni. She's not technically a dermatologist, but she helps me with my skin because since breaking up with my ex, my skin has, like, exploded with bleh. Um, which is a sidebar to say, she was asking me about fussy eating. Yeah. She's like, how do I get my kids to eat? Um, and that's actually the book I proposed to HarperCollins. I okay. Like, Let me write a book about fussy eating. Yeah. And they were like, uh, no. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so my, I wrote a blog post, and it's called, I need to change the name of it, but it's called How I Cured My Picky Eater. Okay. And I wrote it like three, four years ago. Um, so I need to update it. Um But basically, I went through, I think, like five to ten tips on how to stop the fussiness. Okay. Um, One of the biggest things is just cut out snacks because kids will eat if they're hungry. Yeah. But most kids are coming to the table not hungry. And they know they don't have to eat because after dinner, they'll get a piece of fruit or a big glass of milk or a bowl of yogurt or whatever it is that you give them so they'll sleep through the night. Yeah. Um, Or that, you know, because of the mom guilt and you don't want them to go to bed hungry. Yeah. So my tip is let them go to bed hungry. They'll do it once. Yeah. Maybe twice. Yeah. Um, And, of course, there are kids that have, you know, like medical conditions where they can't stand the texture or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about most kids, they just don't have to eat dinner. Yeah. They just don't have to. Yeah. Because they know they will always get something else. I know. It's so true. You, yeah. You do, you're like, oh my God, they're going to die of hunger. <laughs> they I won't. I live with myself. They won't. Yeah. It, presuming there's not a medical condition, yeah. they will not die of hunger. Yeah. They will eat if they are hungry enough. Yeah. So something I say to my kids all the time, um, you know, you don't have to eat it. Yeah. But there's nothing else. Yeah. And I'm not making you anything else. Yeah. And no, you can't pick around this, that, and the other thing. And there's no food until breakfast. So it's up to you. (laughs) And so were your kids fussy eaters and then that? So my daughter, who's now eight, and my son's five, my daughter, who's eight, was getting really picky. Okay. And um, I have a nephew who's autistic, and he eats only hamburgers, hot dogs, and macaroni and cheese. Okay. And so there's another issue there. But I just kept thinking, she's only going to eat, you know, like pasta. And then I was like, I need to do something. And I read a bunch of books and blog articles and things and then just started trying things. Um, So another one of my tips that that I – that I don't even know, I think I just started trying this, was that if she liked something, I was like, yeah, we're not having that anytime soon again. Okay. Because I didn't want her to get accustomed to it or, like, obsessed with it. So I cut down pasta to, like, once a week, and then then when I did pasta, it was never the same. Okay. So I wouldn't get the same jar of sauce. I wouldn't get the same – I wouldn't use the same pesto. I wouldn't use the same type of pasta – because that's how you get into the habit of – or you start getting kids who are like, I will only eat yeah. this brand mm-hmm. of tomato sauce, and I don't want the chunks, and I don't want this, and I want it like that. Yeah, It's like, well, if if they have something different every time, they're not going to get stuck into yeah. that. And same with like, you know, 
mums who spend, you know, 20 minutes picking the pith off of a, an orange. Yeah. Like, if you don't ever do that to begin with, they won't know it's an option. Yeah. And then they'll just eat the orange with the pith on. Yeah. I mean, I, I've struggled since my son, who's five, has started school because, like, all of the other kids are picky eaters for the most part. Um and so he started, like, not eating the crust on his sandwich for the first time ever. Oh, and I was like, because before he didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. I had never cut crust off. His sister always eats crust. I always eat crust. He never knew that it was an option to not eat crust until he started school and saw that the other kids would eat a sandwich and leave the crust. Oh, he was okay. like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So I've had to kind of set, like— Set my feet harder yeah. with him since he's started school. Yeah. Because they kind of, it feels to me, and I'm very passionate about this, so I'm going to go over the top, but it feels to me like they're encouraging picky eating at school and that I have to kind of reverse what they've done yeah, and at dinner time. Yeah. And what you're saying, your, your tips are uh, really helpful because I think I'm probably you know, hearing you talk now, I probably haven't been helping the situation. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. There's a pea in your pasta, yeah. you know, and like then going and picking it all out just yeah. so he'll eat something. Right. And, um, and it's that mum guilt. Yeah. It's it's so much of the mum guilt. Yeah. But it, now my kids eat so well, we can travel around the world and eat the cuisine of wherever we are. We never have to travel with food. We can go to anyone's house for dinner. Um, so you put in the work yeah. now, and then it becomes easier yeah. in the long run. Like, it feels so difficult in the moment to go, no, I'm not making you anything else. No, you can't have a banana. Yeah. No, you do have to go to bed hungry. And then putting up with the crying and the tears. and the. But then in the long run, it's less fighting. Yeah. Because it's just easy after that. I mean, you have to do maintenance. Yeah. But it's just, it's so much easier having it kid who will eat. For sure. Yeah. Right, that's it. Billy is getting a bowl of mixed <laughs> veg for his dinner. <laughs> and then he won't eat it, and then you have to send him to bed yeah, hungry. Yeah, no milk, no yogurt, nothing. Yeah, I challenge you. <laughs> I know. I'm, well, yeah, I'll, I'll see how this works yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and so you've just moved into your new place. Mm-hmm. Um, and where is in? Hearn Hill. In Hearn Hill. Lovely. Yeah. And yeah, again, another one of your talents, your interior style. Oh, I love you. it's so lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it's I've really always nice. been a bit of a hippie. <laughs> I love that style. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Well my my so when I met my ex, I was twenty one. Okay. And I was at university and I had a dorm room that was like very, very hippie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with like material you know, on the walls yeah. and like um, s- posters and things just stuck up to the, you know, stuck on with blue tack or whatever on the walls. And then I met my ex and he was just so sophisticated. I mean, he's still just a very sophisticated guy. And so we kind of went more towards like kind of dark woods yeah. and, you know, nice carpets and that sort of, sort of thing. So when I got my own place, I was like, this is I'm just going to revert back to dorm room living. <laughs> Being able to do what you want. Yeah, yeah. So it does feel like, I joke that it's just a big dorm room. No, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's really, it's just, it, it looks really soulful. I the way you, love it. Yeah. So I, I'm in a 1960s build. Okay. Um, which I love. Yeah. And it's so hard to find that in London. 
Um, so there are a lot of like really old, not old, but just vintage, like the perfect type of vintage for me, um, like a big stone fireplace and those stairs where you can like put your foot through when you're going up yeah. the stair. I remember getting my head stuck in one of them when oh, I was God. a kid just to see, you know, if it fits. If it works. It, it, it did fish, but it, not in the way I <laughs> It's just a matter of time before my kids try that. Hopefully they won't listen to this recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like just this really vintage feel. Yeah. Uh, and I've kind of run with that. And it works with kind of the crap furniture I have at the moment. The furniture looks gorgeous. Yeah. And I love the wall. <laughs> you, 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 the wall hanging, I think you were given it. There's a... <gasps> Oh, what's oh that? my gosh! I've Ses- sessions. I, I think their Instagram is like at sessions.co yeah, or something I've like that. I've saved it, followed it, and saved it so that oh, I can my word. get one. It's yeah. on my Instagram, which is just at hunger mama, and it, it's the the most beautiful wall hanging. Yeah, it's they gorgeous. reached out to me because basically, I when I moved out, it was obviously the most traumatic time of my entire life. Yeah. Um, and because I was moving out, I didn't want to disrupt the house that we were in very much. So I just took the crappy bed from the guest room that used to be the au pair's room and the um, the dresser from the guest room and the furniture from the playroom. And, yeah. I, it, and I bought stuff from Ikea. Yeah. So, like, my couch is broken. Um, <laughs> and I, you know... Like, I have this really crappy bed that makes a bunch of noise when I move around on it. And my son's dresser, like, half of it is missing because it was, like, moldy. And then I had to rip it off. And it's like, if you touch it, it wobbles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it, like, I've I've managed to make it all look good. And this moment isn't forever. And I'll eventually, you know, replace things with nicer furniture and that sort of thing. But in the meantime, I'm just trying to make it, it it feels so happy there and it's such a positive vibe there that I honestly don't even, like, I don't care that it's half Ikea stuff. Yeah, well, exactly. It's just creating, you know, a a lovely space and home and, and it looks, well, through your Instagram feed, I just look at it and I'm like, oh my God, that is gorgeous. That oh, is gorgeous. It looks really thank lovely. Thank you. Well, that sessions, yeah, the um, sessions hanging yeah, is so they amazing. Sent it to you. So they reached out to me and, yeah. and offered to send me something from their website. And not to be wanky, but a lot of people will offer me things yeah. and I'll go and look and be like, oh, that's not so yeah. much for me. But this one, I was like, oh, yeah. it just stopped me completely yeah. in my tracks. Oh my goodness. What's the story behind it? That, um, like, they is get there- like... Uh, it's all British made. They get these individual um, UK based artists to create these works of art. Yeah. And this wall hanging that I have is screen printed. Okay. Um, so it's just it's just amazing quality. Yeah. Heirloom quality. They're not paying me to say this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just genuinely adore what they're doing. I yeah. lo- I've worked a lot with small businesses and love working with small businesses. And this one in particular is just, oh, they're, yeah, they're doing it right. They're really, they look like really unique mm-hmm. um, pieces, really yeah. kind of stand out, unique they pieces. They are stunning pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, so that's basically one nice thing yeah. in my lounge. Yeah. And then I have a rug in that used to be in my daughter's room. 
uh, in our old house, and then I've taken that and put it down as my kind of uh, living area yeah. rug. So that, and then the sessions, um, and it's made that room really warm. Yeah, it's and so happy. It's so important, isn't it? When I am, um, when when myself and my ex uh, broke up, I moved into a new place, and it just became. I'm always take great pride in kind of making a home and yeah. a house, you know, as I wanted or to feel excited when I walk through the door. Yeah. It's like homely and cozy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it became even more important then, I think, just yeah. having that sanctuary and... Well, I really, I put everything on hold yeah. to set up my house. Yeah. Um, and I'm just renting, but I had to take down wallpaper, which I had permission to do. But yeah. like a bunch of wallpaper had to come down and I painted a bunch and... yeah. Um, it, but I ha- I had to for my own well being. Yeah. I had to prioritize setting up a happy space yeah. for me and the kids. I just totally get that. Had to, um, and I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. Because when I've had a rough day, or if I'm super stressed out about this, that, and the other thing, I can sit in my little lounge and just feel really happy and cozy and safe. Yeah. And I, I just needed that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I recognized that when yeah. I moved in. Yeah, I fully get that, the importance yeah. of that. Yeah. And how are you, obviously, you were saying it's been three months since the, since yeah. the breakup. Well, I moved, basically Christmas wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just talking to another single mom, um, actually outside the school gates, um, who's gone through the same timeline, yeah. basically. Um, Christmas wasn't great. Things, like, started falling apart in January. And then I think my first month in my new place was February, I think. It's all been such a blur. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been absolutely the best decision. Like, I'm so happy I've done it, and I haven't regretted it for a second. That's good. Yeah, but it's been the most difficult thing I've ever lived through. And I've, you know, lived through some not great things, as we all have. And this has just been, um, it's been really, really horrible. Yeah. Um, But then there have been moments of, like, great, where I've never felt more loved and supported and cared for. And, you know, people offer to help. And we're also used to going, oh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And I've found myself in a position where I have to go, yeah, actually, I do need that help. And I I literally just had to give myself permission to say yes to help when it's offered. Um, And I have, and it's been very... um, uh, Humbling. I almost said humiliating. I guess it's been that too. Um, it's been very humbling, and I've felt so loved. Um, but it's also just been. Can I swear? Yeah, it's been swear. raw shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and and I really appreciate you coming on so soon after you know the beginning of your journey with it because it's. I know God. Well, when personally, when I think back to where I would have been at three months. I mean, it was like, yes, in that blurry kind of 
like, yeah, shit show kind of yeah. phase of it. Well, um, people tell me all the time on Instagram, I mean, I have kind of unintentionally <laughs> developed this follow, not following, I guess people were following me already, but um, there are so many single moms that yeah. follow me on Instagram. I had no idea. And I've gotten so many DMs and had so many conversations with so many different people um, about this all. And, there, and so many people say, oh, you're so brave for talking about it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it actually has nothing to, <laughs> to do with bravery and more that it's just my personality that – I either have to just share it all yeah. or I have to come off of social media entirely. Yeah. And I just kind of instinctively started sharing, yeah. um, not even thinking for a second that it would be inspirational to someone else. Yeah. Um, that, that was a complete accident. Mm. It was more that I just um, – I, I just can't not be genuine about – what's going on in my life on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. So I've just, you know, I just get verbal diarrhea, I guess, and just share everything. (laughs) But I think it's great because I think even, you know, if you're saying you you kind of don't have a choice, either hide away and not do it, I think it still takes guts to be vulnerable and to, to share what you're going through, especially something that is so kind of raw. And I know you don't disclose you know, uh, the details. kind of back details, yeah. which is totally um, fair enough. And I, I'm the same and I think many people are, but I yeah. think to share your own kind of, you know, journey. And I think it does, it does, it will help other people because like we were talking about just before the recording started within the Frollo community, for instance, last night somebody posted in a message saying they were kind of rock bottom, mm-hmm. you know, how were they, was it ever, were they ever going to feel good again? How would they get out of bed? And mm-hmm. lots of Frollos then messaged in saying, I totally have been where you are. Mm-hmm. It does get better. It does get easier. So I think it's very reassuring to other people on different stages yeah. of the journey. and Well, it just normalizes exactly. it. Here's my social worker coming out. Yeah, but it's true. It, just, it does just normalize the experience yeah. for other people who feel like they're the only ones yeah. who, who have had these thoughts or had these feelings or felt this way. Yeah. And to know that, you know, all of these other people are going through the same thing. Um, it's just, it just makes you feel less alone. Totally. Yeah, which is why I love what you're doing. Thank you. Because you're kind of drawing all of those women together and saying, look. And men. And men. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Moms realize it was dads. men too. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. Because um, men get lonely too. <laughs> um, but just showing everybody that here are hundreds, thousands of other people in your same situation. Yeah. You are not alone. Exactly. You are not the only one. Yeah. You know, there are loads of people on, you know, in your community that have that have the same experiences and the Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Cuz joining a um a Facebook group for me was a big deal that it was a um like a single mums. Yeah. In just in my local area. Yeah. And I've never posted on there. Yeah. <laughs> like, but just seeing their comments come through and like, yeah. have you, you know, did you see a lawyer or what is exactly. your, yeah. you know, 
scheduling like and that sort totally, of thing. Totally, because there's so many unique challenges, like whether it's, you know, co-parenting or, yeah, yeah legal advice or like how the kids are coping or mm-hmm. how to get back into dating, like, you yeah. know, what to do with childcare. Like, there's just a million unique challenges yeah. that suddenly your kind of is part of your life. Really, yeah. And I've gone from, and I'm sure this is often the case, I've gone from socializing as a family with families. Yeah. And now it, it, that can, as we were talking about mm. before we started recording, that yeah. can feel really lonely. Yeah. Th- to be the single mom yeah. um, in a family yeah. situation. So to be able to make friends with other single parent families. Exactly. Yeah. It's just nice. You feel less weird. Yeah. Again, you just feel more normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And how are your kids doing? Yeah, they're, I mean, I keep trying to check in with them, but they seem really good. Great. I mean, the thing is that kids can feel that stress in a bad relationship. Exactly. And and they can feel, at least on my end, mm. and I'm sure with my ex as well, they can feel how much happier yeah. I am. And I'm a better mom. I'm more engaged because I'm I'm absolutely there with yeah. them when I'm there. Whereas before I would be, you know, trying to avoid my ex or I would let him just kind of take them so I didn't have to go with them and then have a, you know, a big fight or whatever. So I was doing a lot of hiding. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much hiding I was doing until I, you know, like I've just had them all this last weekend. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, I mean, I did have to go sing a funeral on Saturday, which is not sad. It's not anyone I know. I sing, I'm singing another funeral tomorrow. Okay. Um, and I love singing funerals. But that's another conversation. Um, but so I did have to go work a bit on Saturday and my ex took the kids. But I, it was that moment of like waking up and going, uh, uh, I've never like, not never had my kids on a weekend, but like, yeah. I'm responsible for them all day. Yeah. And all day tomorrow. And I have to do dinner on the weekends, which normally I would never cook on the weekends. Um, It was always kind of my, for my ex, he would just take them all weekend because I would always hide away. And now I'm not. And it, like, I got to the end of yesterday and I'd taken them to a fair. We'd gone shopping. uh, We played and played and just, like, cooked and had a great long day. And I just looked at that and I was like, "I, I can't, I literally cannot remember the last weekend like that I'd spent with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a much better mom. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, being reflected in how well they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I relate to that as well. I'm a, I'm a better person. I'm a happier person. Mm-hmm. I'm a more kind of present yeah. mother now than yeah. I would have been in the relationship or if I was still in the relationship and... Yeah, it's such a myth, isn't it? That like, oh, stay together for the kids. And, you know, it's... I've had, when I was kind of trying to decide, do I stay or do I Mm. go? And um, I had so many friends say, oh, my parents stayed together for the kids and we hated them for it. We just wish they would have separated. Exactly, because you're so aware. Like, you can can feel it. And what guilt for the kids to to know that your parents sacrificed their happiness. Yeah. And... 
not even successfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of you. Yeah. You know, that that just feels that feels bad. Yeah. And the thing is, I also want to be happy. Yeah. And I want to strive for happiness in my own life as well. Yeah. And and for your kids to see that their mother like n- understands and knows that she is is yeah. worth that and you know has to I have to role model that exactly. if I'm going to teach it to them. I exactly. can, you know, tell them everything, you know, I think they need to hear but what they will remember is that I stood up for myself and my own happiness and took charge of my own life and yeah. my own future yeah. and their future. Yeah. And that we were all so much happier because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Which was a hard decision to make. Of course. In the moment. And, you know, I felt like I was, I worried that I was really screwing things up. Um, but now on the other side, it was absolutely the right decision. That's so good. And being able to, you know, have full conviction must of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And is it too soon to ask you if you've thought about dating or anything like that yet? Um, (laughs) It's funny how people come out of the woodwork when you're single all of a sudden. Um, I couldn't be in a serious relationship anytime soon. Yeah. Um, It's just too, it's just too much. Yeah. I've come out of this 17-year relationship that yeah. I got into when I was 21. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never dated. I was a good Catholic girl. Mm. So my husband was the only man I'd ever slept with. Wow. Um, <laughs> so that's – I'm kind of struggling there because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, I, I'm sure the dating apps didn't exist back when. Uh, you were. <laughs> no, well, I was in college. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like I was such a baby. Yeah, and 21 is so young. Yeah, and yeah. I was married at 23. Wow. So I, I feel like I, a, have a lot of living to do. Yeah, and b, that I also, I'm aware that I have no idea, like how. Today, who pays? I don't know. Yeah, uh, like how how soon do you kiss the guy? I, I don't know. Uh, like, I uh, what do you wear on a date? Where do you go on a date? I, I like I I need some mental clarity. Well, just in my we life can... in general, before I get into another actual relationship. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I would say the answers to all of those questions are probably anything goes. But yeah, if you want if you want any guidance from the Frollo community, there's they're very uh the Frollo community is great for um yeah, coming back with dating chat oh and sharing their various escapades um, oh my word. on different dating um apps and which ones are anyway yeah but it's i find the whole thing the whole idea of dating really exciting and overwhelming yeah um and so i'm just kind of trying to stay stay out of it for the, yeah. for the moment fair enough yeah and um obviously you're here in the UK now that you're a British citizen and your family are in the states and you've mm-hmm. kind of shared on your on your on your Instagram that it's a bit of a struggle yeah uh, for you it's a huge struggle um uh 
I mean, going through this at all is really hard. Going through it without your best friends and without your family around is it just feels like torture. I mean, it just it's horrible. Um it, I've had some really dark moments just feeling like if I were going through this and I could just call my I mean, I can call my mom, but it's like, you know, two in the morning. Yeah. Um it, it, I just would love to be able to curl up on oh, it's gonna make me cry. Oh. <laughs> like curl up on the couch with my mom and just, you know, eat some popcorn and watch a film. Yeah. You know, or you know, my best friends and um that's been so hard yeah um to be far away from them and i have amazing people here in the uk and uh, um a friend of mine cat who's not so smug now on instagram she's so great she's been such a good friend um and she i love her because she tells me like it is yeah. like she doesn't um she doesn't put it into flowery terms for me. She just, she sent me a text uh, when I was doing all these Instagram stories about how lonely I am here and I'm desperate to move home because I'd just come back from a trip to America. Yeah. And um, and she wrote me, she's like, babe, you have people here. You just aren't investing in them because you're so sad about your friends back home. But we're here and we're waiting for you. You just need to turn to us. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, was, you know, a hug and a slap at the yeah. same time. But um, but it's what I really needed to hear at, at that point because I was just spiraling. I was, you know, just so desperate to move home. Yeah. But um, I, the truth of the matter is that my ex doesn't want to move home. He's from California, and I'm from um, Washington State. Yeah. Um, so we're both from the West Coast. He doesn't want to go. I want to go. Yeah. Do I push for an international custody battle? Yeah. Or do I just, you know, say, okay, fine, then I'm I'm here, I guess. Yeah. Um, and is it indefinite? Like, do you think at the moment it looks like it's an indefinite yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. So it makes me really upset and really angry because I feel like I don't have control in my own life. Yeah. Um, which is a horrible feeling to have. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I just need to, <laughs> like, I don't want to... I don't want to have this horrible situation where I'm trying to get the kids and move. like that would be so traumatic for everybody. Yeah. And you know, my ex is a great dad and yeah. and he needs to be in the kids' lives and the kids need him in their life. Um he's a very hands-on engaged dad. Um but for me, like my career, my singing career is mostly in America and my people and like my culture and Yeah. <laughs> um so, I mean, we started off this podcast, I used the word blag for the first time ever. Like, I've been here eight years, and there's still, like, I still don't feel like I will ever fit in here entirely. Um, and I guess that's more for an expat podcast. But um, um, do you, on, that, on that note, do you have expat um, friends here, or do you have any American friends who are single parents um, here who are dating with the yeah. similar... You know, when we moved here, I really tried not to just find Americans yeah. to befriend. 
because I wanted to invest in being where I was. Yeah. And a lot of the American community community would get together and be like, oh, I hate air-dried laundry and, I, you know, the toilets here are different and you yeah. can't find the right peanut butter. And, yeah. Um, and I was just like, I don't want that negativity in my life. And I get it. Like, it does, like, suck. Like, Mexican food, the Mexican food situation in particular and not having Target, like, that's rough. Yeah. Um, but I ended up just becoming friends with mostly Brits um, and mostly uh, through Instagram, yeah. amazingly. I mean, I have American friends as well, but um, most of the single moms that I'm kind of chatting with are British. So okay. Cherry Healy, who's also on yeah. Instagram, yeah. Um, I think she's just Cherry Healy. Yeah. Um, She's been absolutely brilliant. She's a single mom, and she's um, dating a really great guy and has given me dating advice. She calls me all this all the time yeah, just to see how I'm doing. That's so like, nice. Without a, like, a question or anything. Yeah. In my, she just calls to chat and see how I'm doing, and that's been huge. That's been incredibly helpful because she's been there. That's it. Yeah. Getting so she knows. Who gets it. Yeah. yeah. She knows how important it is just for that adult interaction. Yeah. And to check in. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's been absolutely brilliant as well and so incredibly helpful with the whole situation. That's great. Yeah. She's been a mentor, really. That's great. She's mentoring me through yeah. Single momship, but it's so it's so important to have have that kind of mentorship because I think yeah. people who aren't single parents will do their best to kind of be supportive and yeah. help you. And but yeah. having somebody who actually really fully understands because they've been through it themselves, yeah, and that feels like a mentor in your journey. It's just it's been huge, yeah, because everyone offers advice and yeah. tells you, read this book, do this, mm. say this thing, see this lawyer. It's like, yeah, I, I would love to have the opportunity to try all of those things. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I can't afford to and I don't have time. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, having someone to just, you know, encourage me to stand on my own two feet and to tell me I'm doing a good job. And that, um, you know, if I have any questions, I can come to her. Like, yeah. That's been absolutely brilliant and Amazing. just life-saving, really. That's great. Yeah, I love Cherry Healy. Yes, she's brilliant. She's really, a really, truly lovely person. Yeah. Oh, okay, so finally, um, any self-care tips or what would you say to somebody who's at the very beginning of their journey? How do they look after themselves? Yeah, gosh. I mean, I still feel like I'm at the beginning <laughs> of my journey. Um, I guess I would I would say, you know, reach out and find communities like Frollo. Find the, you know, single mom meetup group and go out with them. And when people offer to help, say yes. Like, it it feels so vulnerable mm. to say yes. And you worry that, oh, did they really mean that? Yeah. Did they really? But, yeah, people do actually want to help. So when they offer help, say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good piece of advice. None of us 
are built to do this all on our own. No. You know, and it's nice to be independent and self-sufficient yeah. as much as possible. But yeah, we, we all need to accept help, don't we? Yeah. Humans are meant to be in community. Definitely. So we can we can create that community one way or another. And part of creating community is investing and letting people invest in you. Yeah. And then you can turn it, return the favor like Cherry's doing. (laughs) Exactly. So I love the idea of being able to return that favor one day to someone else. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I am so looking forward to, yeah, making lots of hunger pot recipes when the book comes out. I think you've got, you've got a few recipes on your blog now. Yeah. So if you go to hungermama.com, you can, if you type hunger pot into the search bar. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty low tech blog, <laughs> which I, I'm really happy to have a book to put all of my thoughts into. But um, if you type in hunger pot, um, then a bunch will come up. My mac and cheese, one pot, and it's not even one pot. It's like like you're not f- cooking things separately. You yeah. just literally throw all of the ingredients from mac and cheese yeah. into the pot and you stir it as it cooks. And it is so good because the starch from the pasta releases and makes it like nice and creamy. Yeah. It's so easy and so good. So if you're going to try one, try the mac and cheese. I am going to make the mac and cheese this week for Billy and I. I can guarantee you, unless it has like vegetables or yeah, hidden herbs in it, he will like it. So, (laughs) Well, I I recommend if you have a vegaphobe to grate some cauliflower into it. Okay. And then it just like you don't even see it. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'll post you a picture. Oh, do it. it. Please do. Of proof. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully one of Billy smiling while he's stuffing his face with it. It's so delicious, honestly. Like I love mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Oh, thank you so much, Bethy. Oh, I really appreciate it. Me. It's been so nice talking to you. And you. Yeah. And um and do we get to hear you sing it? Where do you sing? Do we do do you um or or maybe you'll have to come and play a Frollo gig when we do I could fr- do a fr- yeah. <laughs> I could do a Frollo gig. Yeah. I do weddings and funerals. Weddings and funerals. Okay guys, when you meet your next um yeah, yeah when you, your next man, especially you know destination wedding. Yeah, I'll go to Spain. Sure. Fab. (laughs) Amazing. Thanks again, Bethy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening and talk to you next time. Bye.